Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Like the big man says, welcome to On and Off the Pitch. How are you all? Uh, Emma is here. She's back again. Hiya. It's been too back long. Again. Back again. <laughs> it feels like it's been ages. It's been, it's, I tell you what, right? You weren't around last time. So I did, I actually recorded one on my own, which has been a while. And I didn't use my camera. I've got no idea in terms of the feedback. And it, I just felt comfortable not actually looking at myself on my own. It just felt, you know, I don't need to see me. I'll just speak. Uh, but it's nice to have you back uh, so we can talk all about the football and yeah. uh, championship. Obviously, there's the WSL. Are you watching the World Cup, Emma? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I watched a bit of the Why Wales not? game last night. Listen, I'm not interested. Or oh, It's too political for me, this, at the moment. Um, mm. And I'm enjoying doing other things. Yeah. Which makes it's, a change. You know, Life has kind of stopped revolving around the football recently. So, okay. yeah, it's well, not in it, just because of obviously, you know, there's not as much football to enjoy, let's say. But I've been sort of keeping up to date with it, but I felt a little bit uncomfortable with it all in the build up anyway. And, mm. you know, with all the kind of controversy and one thing and another, it just takes the shine off of. The football, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest and blunt. As a black man living in a white country, there's a lot of hypocrisy in the media about equal rights. Mm-hmm. I'll be blatantly front. As a black man talking to a white woman, I think he's taking the fucking piss, really. Yeah, telling people there's a lot of a lot of um, hypocrisy, hip, hypocritical kind of comments and statements and. <sighs> It's it's all just a little bit uncomfortable, and it it doesn't really sit very well with me. And I yeah. understand that people are trying to use their platforms in positive ways, and and one thing and another. And I think everyone's got an opinion on it. Um, but football has become political. You know, it, you know, keep football, keep politics out of football. But it, in it's recent years, it has. Yeah, it has been more so more than ever. And. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame. It, for me, I'll be honest with you, I'm watching it. I'm watching the World Cup, right? I don't care. I know there are equal human rights issues. There are human rights issues in this country. But when you've got to pick yeah, up a newspaper everywhere. and someone's, someone's talking about immigration, pushing them mm-hmm. into the water. It, just, it, it shouldn't be that it shouldn't take something like this for people to, be, to come out and, and speak out about things that aren't necessarily right. You know, um, there's a lot going the on in the world. Filled, right. The world, yeah, like there's a lot this, going on in the world. This country, this country, the United Kingdom, Britain, the empire, the imperial nation that was, is built on inequality and hardship. That's what it's built on. Rock solid. You've only got to look at the diamonds around the queen's queen's head when she was alive. None of it was from here. None of it. But I, I, the one thing I will say about it, because I'm going to watch the football and I know and I totally get all of the arguments about human rights, etc. You know, one thing, no one says anything about Premier League clubs who, when they get their when they get their football kits made in Thailand for the same mm-hmm. amount of money. Yeah. But they buy them nonetheless. That's one. 
when the next World Cup's coming up to America in 2026, in states in America, where it will be held? Women can't get an abortion. Mm -hmm. Women can't go to the chemist and ask for the pill. Women cannot leave the state that they're in to get an abortion because they'll be seen as murderers. This is happening now. So I yeah. am looking with my eyes and my ears to see who runs their mouth now on people of color about human rights. And in four years time, we'll see if those same people still talk. That's all. Yeah. I'll put my tea over there. It, it would just be a shame. <laughs> it would just be so much better if people had this, all this energy for the everyday kind of things that matter. Um, listen, the everyday. The everyday. Yeah. You know, the, listen, I my heart aches when I see pain in someone else's eyes. It, it aches because I think there is so much in this world that a lot of people are going without. And I just think this is just, it's just wrong. But anyway, we're here to talk football. I just needed to get that off my chest. Yeah. No, it's, it's and it, you know, there are, I'm going to work and people are asking me how I think, what I think about it, what my opinions are. Nobody usually gives two hoots about my opinion. But, no, but, but, but they, but, the, but, but they ask you for a reason and they ask you because yeah, you, are, you have a, because you are in a category where people are talking about and saying this is wrong. So obviously they're going to come to you and they want your opinion, which is valid. It's valid. It's not, it's not to say that you don't want to give it. I just think to myself, when they're talking about these things across the world and talking about human rights, this is a country where a woman got killed by a member of the, 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 the serving police force and he was part of the diplomatic force that looked after high profile individuals in this country. Yeah. And then and the same police force, the female um chief turned out and said, There is nothing wrong with my officers until the mayor of London said, You gotta go. Mm. There's a hypocrisy everywhere. Hypocrisy everywhere, and there's human rights everywhere. And I just think to myself, you know what? Okay, that's fine. Everyone's got to say what they need to say. But talking about human rights and talking about people not being paid enough. And then on the next page, everyone's talking about we need more migrants from Europe to pick our strawberries and our lettuce because we don't want to do it ourselves. The hypocrisy. That's the funny mm -hmm. thing. That's yeah. the bit that I think, okay, I get it. You don't want those people to do well, but you want people who look like them to come here and get paid the same amount of money that you're complaining about that they're not giving someone else. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. It's difficult. I mean, it's yeah, a shame. It, it is a shame that all this is literally taking the shine off of you know oh. the excitement of the World Cup, the football. Um, yeah. You know, and there have I'm been some good games as, today. I'm just not as excited about it as I would be and, usually. And you know what? I totally get it. You know, I totally get it. You know, when I hear you talk about, I totally get it. But there are individuals on on mainstream media who are who are running their mouth. I'll use that phrase for a better word, and then still saying they've got to go over there to talk about when they they told everyone boycott. Mm. And I think, okay, pot pot kettle black. But you know, everyone needs to get paid. You got bills to pay. It's cold here. 
You know, I'm worried about it's turning on the heat. Definitely got colder. It's definitely got colder this week. <laughs> I just said, I just said, I just said, like that radiator doesn't even work. <laughs> it's like an ice box in here. <laughs> well, I've so, got. Uh, this I is why do you think? Already. Why do you think? Why do you think I've got this virtual background? I've got one just behind me. <laughs> And it's on max. I should have cleaned. I should have cleaned up. Cleaned up. To be fair, everything's everywhere. Yeah. Shocking. This so. is real life. This is real life. <laughs> look, this is real. Let, let I tell you what. I, I, I want to talk about the championship, but I'm, let, let's talk about the WSL because I think you know there's a lot happening in the WSL. You guys are doing well. Man United. Are, they had a little bit of a dip. I say a little bit of a dip. They had one game defeat, but you know, they had a really good win the other day. Chelsea are continuing to do stuff. Brighton, who lose their manager, have found found some steel. Liverpool. I mean, it's 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 got some great stuff this weekend. The WSL. It really yeah, has. I was I was gonna say. I think this week this week game week has been probably since the start of the season has been the best weekend in terms of all-round results and, and performances yeah. as well. There's been some really good games. Yeah. Um, you know, entertain, entertainment value has been right there this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's been good. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't watched as much of it as, I, as I'd like just because of, like, work stuff as well. But the, 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 the games and highlights that I have watched, I've been really, really impressed. And obviously, you know, with the Arsenal-Manchester United game, a lot of talk about um, the Manchester United away fans. Um, big shout out to Nat, you know, because I know that she's been banging on about this for a long time, about grounds, giving the allocation to fans that are travelling. They made it a spectacle. They bring the noise and they then go about and get a win in, in, a, in a kind of Manchester United style, you know, um, seconds on the clock. Uh, it adds value to the game and it and it kind of raises the profile raises the attention and increases the conversation so uh, you know that was yep. that was one of the games for me that I thought wow okay this is this this weekend's really it's it's, it's happening yeah that um united performance was gritty i mean i, I think yeah. it it just shows that they are in amongst you know the top teams now you know and mm. the, the, Mark Skinner, I mean, I know he's he's had a bit of criticism amongst the you know the supporters and one thing and another, but I think getting a a, a performance like that out of your team, mm. um, and the game management and the way they did it, I think was was really special actually, mm. and I, and I think you know credit where credit's due. Um, I think that was a, a that potentially could be a massive turning point for United. You know, it's a it's a big win um, against a good Arsenal side, and I, and I think the the goals were good. You know, the the play was good. Um, the way the set pieces. I mean, the last set piece yeah. got wow. off the corner. I mean, they literally looked totally disinterested, <laughs> and then they just turned up and, and did the job. I mean, it's brilliant. just pounced. Yeah, it just was pounced. honestly absolutely fantastic, um, yeah. and. I, I've got to say, you know, maybe don't share this on social media, but I actually smiled when it happened. I was actually, I was actually smiling. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really good. And, you know, and, yeah. and I think, it, obviously, we, we, we're playing them in, in a couple of weeks' time as well. And I think yeah. that kind yeah. of sets that game up as well for yeah. uh, 
something magnificent, hopefully. Well, well it will be interesting to see in terms of, because I know that the fans have talked a lot about formation and something different. Man United's formation looked different on, on paper or on the screen as itself. It looked like they played 4-1-4-1, which, you know, in terms of... of, of um, ball retention and ball possession. They definitely had the bulk of the play, bulk of possession in the game. And you would go with those kind of statistics that they would deserve to win. But you yeah. would never have necessarily said that from from what you would have seen on the pitch because both teams had chances to score at any time. And it was just, you know, it was yeah. a good advertisement for the game, really. really, it, was a, really it's a, it was a game where you could tell that, that both teams wanted to win. Yeah, And I think... Perhaps we've not necessarily seen enough of that from United in terms of that mm. confidence, you know, coming through in terms of the, the application, the performance. But I believe that that's been kind of instilled now into from mm. Mark Skinner, you know, and, and what he wants from his players. So, yeah, um, I think if you <laughs> if you're a United fan, you're, you're definitely pleased with that result. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Arsenal. I hear that Beth Mead is 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 injured again. She's got. A, is that a rumor yeah, I'm, I'm hearing? Yeah, ACL, isn't it? So that's devastating. Mm. Uh, and yeah. obviously, you know, does that essentially make it, you know, difficult for her looking ahead to the the World Cup? You know, it's it's a long, you know, didn't a she long, have a, didn't she have a similar injury? injury? Didn't she have a similar injury before? To that, I'm, I'm not, my memory I'm not is terrible. On that, to be honest, but. I mean, obviously, AC. We all know that ACLs are, you know, there's a long recovery there, and it's that's, that's nine know, months. Very, yeah, very difficult for players, and um, difficult rehabilitation, and not just in terms of you know getting, you know, coming back from injury, but the men, the mental kind of aspects and dealing with that, and coming to terms with that, and um, that's quite hard, especially for you know elite athletes. So, yeah. you know, I wish her the best, you know, in, in a recovery. And, you know, she was one for, one player for me that I was excited by this season. You know, I, I thought, you mm. know, would be absolutely uh, crucial. And she has been already for, for uh, Arsenal this season so far. So she's a big loss. Yeah, she's, she will be for, definitely for them. Um, what was I, I was just looking at the, the, the teams. Miedemar was on the bench. Yeah, me and Amar on the bench. <laughs> when did you ever hear that? It's, it's baffling, is it? But then look, you look at Arsenal, you know, and look how well they've been performing. It's yeah, just crazy. But... You know, you meet them as, you know, one of those players you expect to see first name on the sheet, team sheet. And, yeah. You know, she has been coming on as an impact sub. So, yeah, wow. interesting. Obviously, now with the loss of Beth, you know, perhaps essentially she's become... Change. You know, with Change the formation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Manchester United's uh, Russo. I know that she got questioned about her contract. Uh, will she sign? And she gave the really diplomatic answer about, <laughs> you know, enjoying the game and the crowd. And this is what you need to see. All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, in women's football, everyone knows. In fact, in football, when you get to January, you're a free agent. Because the season ends in May. Yeah, I mean, there was a, obviously, it was the burning question, I think, on everyone's lips, you know, obviously, 
even probably in the summer, people were questioning, will she stay? Will she go? Um, she's gone. She's maybe. gone. I don't know. I, you see, I think she can afford a season, another season or two, you know, and then, you know, maybe reassess. I think for United, you need players to commit to the long-term plan um, because you can, you can, you can see, you can see elements of it coming together. Yeah. But, but what, what do you mean commit? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I, so obviously when, United lost players last season. You know, it was like there was a bit of a fallout from it, wasn't there? About, you know, the kind of commitment from United in terms of backing their women's team, you know, giving the contracts they want, paying them what they want and that kind of thing. And do you find then that players are going to be obviously more drawn to where the money is or are they going to be drawn to becoming that star player uh, and cementing themselves because for me playing for United you can almost you can always kind of there's that attachment of players that play for United that some of them leave as legends <laughs> you know what I mean like Tooney's got a number seven shirt that that shirt holds legendary status amongst mm. United and amongst United fans. You know, look at Greenwood. Greenwood had a, you know, she was captain. She could have been captain and committed to that role as captain for that club for many and many a season. And she didn't. Mm. And it makes you, it does ask the question why. Um, and obviously there are, issues and improvements that need to happen behind the scenes in, in terms of infrastructure, um, you know, accessibility to player resources and, and one thing and another. But, you know, it, it's got to come eventually because I think in, in order for United to build, they have to have the commitment of the players to do so because I don't think it will come if they keep changing, you know, the players season by season. They have to have a core group of players that they need to build the squad around. Yeah, I mean, I... And I think Riso is one of those players. Well, possibly, I would say possibly. I understand where you're, where you're going with all of that. I find it very difficult for most teams in the WSL and, and beyond, further down, to keep players for more than two years unless they mm. actually commit to that place and they understand the remit. And what you get with Manchester United as a club, there is this expectation to win trophies. There is this expectation to be in Champions League. There is this expectation to do... And Manchester United haven't won anything apart from being promoted. They haven't been in the Champions League. And to then say in the same breath that they need to pay the players what they deserve when you don't... I mean, women's football is not generating money. It's not. No. I mean, when I when I say players pay, pay the players what they deserve, I just think that it, it's a progressive thing. I think th- they have to recognise that. Yeah, players. I don't want to say play, players will chase the money because I, I don't think that's necessarily right. Um, I just I just kind of feel in in order to for United to reach that um, potential success. 
they have got a quality number of players that they need to recognise are, you know, and, and should be, you know, given what they're what they're due because I, I think it they, they need to make it attractive enough for them to want to stay and commit to the club because I don't think all oh, playing for United is necessarily enough. Right. Okay. Uh, I think you're right. I've got, I've got, because I want to move on and talk about other teams, obviously in the WSL. You, you talk about for Manchester United to get to where they need to be, right? Their mm-hmm. players need to And I believe in. that they can. Yeah, I believe okay. that they there's have, that. This, this, this is the question I've got. If Russo leaves, right, and goes to wherever she wants to go, whichever club is looking for a talented, keen, and very skillful striker, mm-hmm. who reaches their maximum peak first, Russo or Manchester United? Um, because you you, you phrased it, you phrased it for Manchester United to re, to 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 get to where they are. Yeah, maybe I maybe Russo has looked at it and thought that's too long mm. for me. I don't. I think that United are in a good enough place now, and this is mm. the you know I think I think they were in a good enough place last season to be honest. But again, I, I think in terms of retaining players. There wasn't enough retention in order to to see it as a building on. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel that there has been change. But then I think that the players that they've brought in are good enough. Um, but I do think they they need that one or those one or two big players, but I just don't think that they can attract them. That's the problem. Mm. And I, whether that comes down to success in terms of trophies in terms of silverware or whether it comes down to the money or whether it comes down to something else uh you've been very diplomatic there with the something else (laughs) you've been very you did you very you 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 gonna or it comes down to the manager (laughs) (laughs) but you know i i i the thing is with United, I do see potential. Yeah. And and I think they are showing their worth. Um mm. Mm. I think it will I think keeping the likes of Russo will if 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 they manage to do it, uh I think will be instrumental in terms of that progression and getting United to that place. Um if you look at Arsenal, yeah. you know look at Miedema, I mean, you know, she, again, another player that, you know, was probably surprised to stay on, you know, Leah Williamson, they're on short contracts. They've not committed long-term. So, Mm. you know, in that respect, they are kind of playing it by year. And I kind of feel that that's essentially what's happening at United. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned two players. I think it's because you mentioned those two players, Leah Williamson and Miedemar. I think it's time we go and talk about Manchester City. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why does that transition to City? I don't get it. Okay. Well, well I thought, I thought <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just going to link. You've got a, 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 um, a former Lioness who's there at you know, the club and you might be looking to bring in fresh blood in the, in the news. Just, maybe. Just maybe. 
<laughs> we have got a very we've got a lot of matches on the back line, like, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just maybe. Yeah. Um right, did you get to go to the game or see it the game, um Everton versus Manchester City? Did you... I, I didn't go to be fair, but I did um I did obviously uh, watch it, yeah. Yeah, and uh oh, Manchester City after a really slow start, another win under the belt. Um you know, I, I would say against an improved Everton team as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had some really good moments in the game, Everton. Um, and it certainly was, um, you know, a, a tough game, really. Um, they were, I mean, usually we kind of dominate possession of the ball and, and Everton had, had a lot of the ball themselves and, and were fairly good in parts. So, yeah, I mean, it's another good result, I think, especially to come back off the international break. I mean, obviously, the, the players wouldn't have returned to the club. They wouldn't have, have had much time in terms of preparation for this game. So um, I think it was a, a pleasing result, you know, when you look at it in that respect. Um, but, you know, this run of games now up until Christmas is, you know, it's it's quite important. You know, you want to, you know, you want to get to, to Christmas and you want to be in a good position. And I think we're in and around those, those sort of uh, places where we want to be now, um, putting pressure on other teams around us, which is, is really good when you look at kind of the start that we had. Um, mm. well, yeah, I, I think it's really pleasing. And I, and I certainly think there's some really good relationships kind of, um, coming to fruition on the pitch as well for city. Um, Bunny Shaw has been incredible. Um, and she continues to, to dominate um, in terms of her contributions. So I'm really pleased and I'm really chuffed for her as well because there was almost doubt, you know, last season around her and 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 her kind of impact and what she'd be able to bring to the side. And I think she was a little bit disappointed with perhaps how she was being utilised within that squad, um, you know, and she almost struggled with, you know, adapting to the league and adapting to the environment and, you know, it, it, she seems really happy now. So it's really yeah. good to see. Well, she's not having to compete with for, for number nine. Yeah. That's, and, the, and that's the main thing. It is, a, it, is a, it is a massive thing that, you know, to have, um, you know, two potentially big play playmakers there, um, you know, fighting for that, for that position. So I think, she, you know, she is our out and out striker now. And um, it's paying dividends. You know, she's getting uh, not only just the goals, but getting the assists as well. I mean, she's a really good all-round player for City at the minute. So I think she's she's great to watch. She's physical. She brings that physicality. Um, and obviously, you know, she's her kind of when she's when needed she's sharing that with mary fowler as well who's young um yeah. and she brings a little bit of tenacity to the game when she's come on and uh yeah it, it, it's exciting football i'm really enjoying it at the moment it, it seems more cohesive they seem more together and they seem happier <laughs> which is <Yeah. laughs> you know, something that we really struggled with last season um it didn't it the performances the body language it it just wasn't coming across at all. You know, if we score, you know, we celebrate together. And there was a lot of, in, you know, we had a lot of individuals playing 
you know, for themselves. And now we're playing as a team and it just seems a lot more better. Who's that then? Who's playing for themselves? I'm not going to go into it, Rodney. I'm <laughs> not going to go into it. Sorry. You're not there no more. You're not, you're not there no, no they're more. They're not there anymore. You're not there no more. Okay, 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 okay. Lionesses, yeah. All right, all right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're terrible. Billy Big Boots. That's what that is. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, but it's, no, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm just, I'm just happy, you know. I, yeah. I think I'm not, I'm not. I don't think there's any pressure on us winning the league, you know, or or doing any of that stuff. I just think we're just concentrating on us, concentrating on what we can do, um, and just enjoying it as we do it. And I think there's less less pressure, and I think it. Everyone seems more relaxed. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 and that's really, really good. And with that. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the other teams in a moment. But, you know, where you were, Manchester City are, are four, 15 points. Manchester United are third with 18 points. Arsenal, no move from where they are in terms of points. Uh, they're in second place. And Chelsea, you know, have played a game more uh, along with yeah. um, West Ham, um, are sitting, sitting pretty with 21 points. Uh, Chelsea, for me, right now, are, uh, I mean, they just seem to be in the groove. They're mm. in the groove. Um, yeah. And this is a team. And this is a team that has players that they can keep on long term. As you mentioned before about Manchester United, they can keep on long term contracts, and they can renew them, and they're committed to the the, the project, and they know they're going to get minutes, and they know they're going to get that game time within the, the Chelsea structure because they're going to be in Champions League, which means there's going to be more opportunity for players to get minutes on the pitch, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not yeah. just about that. There is something about the club, the way that the club is run, the way that they have an approach with bringing young players in, making sure that they're up to speed before they throw them in and then get minutes on the pitch. And there's obviously there's the manager who can just literally float around on a cloud and mm. do no wrong and just be a fabulous pundit as well. And, just everything. So I think Chelsea, for me, is apart from them being at the top of the league, um, they've demonstrated that they are miles ahead in terms of how they can retain players and keep players happy. And there's no disharmony or anything else. And and just just move players in and out and and get the results. And I'm really happy seeing Lauren James. You know, I just smile when I see her on the pitch. I'm not a Chelsea fan. I am a Lauren James fan. You know, hmm. definitely. Yeah, she, I think she's an absolutely I, fantastic player. I, I think we can all take lessons away from Chelsea, how they operate, um, how she just get manages to get the best out of every player within that squad. Um, it's unbelievable and it is something special regardless of, of what you think about Chelsea and how you feel about Emma Hayes there's a reason why they're as successive as they are um, and Emma Hayes is the biggest part of that um, as well as the club so yeah I think um, they're formidable um, mm. <laughs> As annoying that it, as as that is me saying it, it's the truth. Um, you know that they're, they're the team that 
you want to win. I mean, when we played them last season in that Conti Cup, when we played them in the FA Cup, you know, we've both games we felt like the underdog. And I think that's why the Conti Cup final, the win felt as big as it did because it was against Chelsea and we'd not had that moment. Um, you know, because coming up against Chelsea is a big, big task. And, um, you know, they're the team to beat, basically. Um, if you want to, you know, put yourself in contention. Um, so I think United have obviously already played them. You know, Arsenal, City, we've both got to come up against them. And, you know, it, it's a tough ask, but that's the game that could potentially be the difference. Mm. And it will be. Um, it's really tight at the top there, you know, and um, everyone will be looking around thinking, who's going to do me a favour this weekend? Um, it's about scoring goals, keeping clean sheets and minimising any kind of problems um, uh, in terms of injury. So for Arsenal's point of view, when they lose one of their star players, it's, an, it's a problem. But I think from mm -hmm. Chelsea's point of view, they've got such a wealth in terms of experienced players but the young players that they've retained and they're letting come into the squad uh, yeah. are phenomenal they're just just really Definitely. really good and Sam Kerr and <laughs> I don't want to talk about Sam Kerr because I know I'll be, I'll be honest with you I I it, you know I'm not I, I think when I first started to watch football and I, I'd go to Man United and I, and I had two pictures taken with two players is it three players and I always felt a little bit odd about, oh, I can I have a photo? One was Lauren James. Spoke to her. Really nice. Molly Green was one. Amy Turner. But when I see Sam, I mean, I would actually wait and ask for a, a photo because she's just on a different level. She really is into She's. I could. I don't care. That's like, that's like me kind of asking Alex Morgan for a picture. You just know. I'd do that as well. I'll do that. I don't care. <laughs> I, told, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I just, yeah, it, she's uh, she's unbelievable. She's and you know what? Regardless, you know, she's playing in our league. You know, she could have gone anywhere in the world and she chose to come to the WSL the, and she listen. chose to play a football in England. And look, She's she's not she's not a one season wonder. She's not you know she's not like a Sam Mewis or a Rose Lavelle. You know she's committed yeah. to the club. She's committed to the league. You know, and it's 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 huge. You know, having yeah. a player like Sam Kerr playing week yeah. in week out. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it's good. I, I I look at Sam Kerr. And I think she could have played at Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Yeah, anywhere. Any, any, and they would clean up. Yeah. Clean she could up. have just literally said, oh, you know, I want to play for you. And she, you yeah, know, for, for she 12 months and then gone somewhere yeah. else. Easily. Easy. Easy. She might still do it. Who knows? Um, now I'm going to quickly run through the scores of the other teams. Obviously, Chelsea win, Tottenham didn't. Uh, Aston Villa three, Reading one. Uh, Rachel Daly proving to everyone she's not a right back. <laughs> <laughs> With a hat trick, just proving, just saying. Um, West Ham and Leicester. Um, West Ham get the win. Leicester didn't. 
can I say? And Brighton and Hove Albion 3, Liverpool 3. What a ding-dong of a game. Goals, the lot. And and injury time, diving head of finishes by Rachel <laughs> Furness to bring Liverpool. I mean, it's it's, it's a game. You, you just, yeah. it's, it's, it was what you like. It's football. It had everything. And sometimes you, you can watch a game and it'd be a draw and you think, that was bloody good. You know, you've got to walk away and just give credit to the players because they gave everything and, and that's what you want. So... A, a top selection of games for this round of the WSL. Can I ask you a question? Of course you can. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know you're a fan, but obviously Reading, I think we spoke about this the last oh, time. Oh, gosh. Oh, week. gosh. Another, I know where another, you're going. <laughs> another loss for oh. Kelly Chambers. Yeah. I mean... Is, is something got to change, Rodney? Like, it's time running out. What for Kelly? Mm. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know any Reading fans to actually even have a conversation with them to say what that they whether they're upset about things or not. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can be at a club part for too long, or if you need to change your backroom staff to bring in new ideas, or whatever it is. You know, something needs to change. The only good thing that's, that Reading have going for them right now is Leicester. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I'm kind of like, I'm just looking at the whole Brighton scenario and I'm just thinking, well, this isn't like too different in in that respect. Okay. Yeah, I get it. But, but to make that decision, you need to know who you're getting. Mm-hmm. You need to know who you're going to get. Well, couldn't like Hope Howell go to Reading and then like Kelly Chambers go to Brighton and just switch it up and oh, just see how it I goes? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There, there were certain managers that have, have left the first team. I mean, like, I think it was Vicky Jepson, who was Liverpool's manager before she got let yeah. go. She's now part of the backroom staff at Spurs. You know, you, you kind of thought, oh, didn't see that, but she's happy doing that. Could she do it? I don't know. It's just, look, uh, it's It's difficult. But personally, I always think that, that both the leagues need changing. The WSL needs more teams. The championship needs more teams. But in terms of Reading, you know, if they don't stay up and they are relegated to the championship, they might find their lease of life. And, you know, mm. Kelly might find that she's not under the microscope of the WSL and getting heavy defeats. And you're going to be in a league where every team can beat every team. And it might be a very different feeling which Bristol yeah. have found out. So it, it, it's, you know, it's it's difficult because you've got the top six teams, they do well and win and everyone goes, it's fantastic. And then they look further down and everyone's starting pointing questions and asking. And I'm, to be honest, I think the only other manager that's getting kind of like people asking questions of them is Mark Skinner at United and they're third. Mm-hmm. You know, but the issue with Reading is, you know, that people are talking about whether longevity is a problem. And I don't know if it necessarily is. I think there's the team need, I don't know, maybe they need to go and do some boxing or something like that, have a good old punch up and see what happens. And tear it. Yeah, a good old tear up, you know. <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know. A bit of team bonding. I've no idea. Something. Something. It just it just uh, really it really surprises me. 
it really yeah. surprises me. Yeah, I mean, it does. But at the same time, I, it, 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 it doesn't matter who's in that half of the league. There's always going to be one team that stands out and you just think, gosh, it's not going for them. And when when Bristol were in that position and they were getting beat all of that, it's traumatic. It's mm-hmm. traumatic. And you see teams, when they concede goals and the goal goes in and all the players do the same thing, not one per player moans. They just watch the ball go in and they turn around and walk back. And I just think to myself, this is like, they're dead. Do you know what I mean? Normally, you see some someone's actually pointing the finger and saying, you weren't doing your effing job. You weren't picking that play. I don't see any of that. This, 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 it's almost like there's no reaction. We just, oh, we've conceded again. Mm. And that's it. Um, right, let's rush off. We're going to talk a little bit about the championship. Um, I'm yeah. going to rattle through, rattle through. Did you catch any of the games for the championship? I saw a little bit of the Bristol-Birmingham game. Bish, back. Bish, bash, bosh. I mean, it, I mean, uh, it, it, a good footballing game, a good footballing game. I did not mm-hmm. see this coming in terms of as a result. Fantastic no. for Birmingham, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Knocks Bristol off their stride a little bit, but they're still up there because they're second in the league and they played a game less than London City, who jumped over them by a single point. But um, Birmingham will be super happy with that win. Um, fifth in the league, 13 points, really good. And to come down from the WSL and still be around about the top part of the table, coming up to when the league's going to break for Christmas for a couple of weeks, is not bad. It's not bad because things can change. You've got time to work on things over those weeks when the, when the players do train. And, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's, a, it's a really good win for, for Birmingham and, and, I'm I'm really glad for them. So you know, but and, and Bristol. I mean, I did see on Twitter they've got um, uh, the Barclays Women Championship nominees for Player of the Month, and they've got Sarah Ewans, who's who's at uh, London City Lionesses, and um, and I, I bet Shania. I bet I, I bet I pronounced her, her name wrong. You know, she'll probably slap me. Hales is in there. <laughs> I think yeah, and um, uh, Redelix and Kraft. And I think Hales for, for, for Bristol, if she doesn't win that, I will be very surprised and possibly upset. And I'm not even a Bristol fan. But mm. She's been on fire for them. Absolutely on fire for them. It's in just, it's just interesting how one result kind of goes against the grain yeah. and then it just kind of opens the whole thing back up for everybody yeah. else. It's, yeah. it's just such a good league. Um, it's beautiful. It's yeah. be- beautiful. It's, be- it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So from, from from Birmingham's point of view, that was a great win. The 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 I'll, I'll mention this very quickly. Coventry can't find anything right now. I mean, they scored a goal, but Durham, you know, real hardy one two three. People were probably thinking she should have had a hat trick at some point earlier in the season because she's a really good striker, uh, and she left them to go to Durham. So that's, you know, Coventry seeing someone come back and score some goals. Boom. Yeah. Uh, but Durham doing really, really well. Coventry can't find, they, they need something and they've got a good manager. They've got a good setup, but they need something. Lewis, Sunderland, I mean, to go away from home, Lewis, and get a 
points against Sunderland is good because Sunderland will do low block and they'll they'll try and catch you on the, the counter. They set up really well and they close gaps all the time. So that's a really good win from them. London City Linus is to go to Sheffield United and win away. I mean, that's great. And this is the thing I'm realising. Some of the teams that I've tipped and I need to keep my mouth shut. Oh, they're going <laughs> to do really well. You when it what? comes I'm not to playing at yet. home. Yeah. They literally, and I'm thinking, I'm shutting my mouth because I tipped, I'm not even going to say their names, certain teams to do well. At home, either they don't get the win and they get a draw, even though they've peppered the other team, or the team that they're expected to win up against at home, they lose. And that's that's been the case. So I'm not even going to say the names. I'm not. But I did go to one game this weekend. <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Selhurst Park. <laughs> and I watched. And I watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched Crystal Palace play uh, against Charlton. Um, and I, I do love a London derby. I do, I do yeah, love. Say, you, I do, still, you do love a London derby. I'm a Londoner, and you know, I, I, got out the, I got out of the car, and there's all the families there, the kids in the fan zone. I saw a couple of the Palace players in there talking to the kids and family. I thought nice feeling, really good. I'm thinking it's going to be great, and uh, I thought the last time I was there, um, Crystal Palace played uh, Southampton at in front of their crowd. And they lost by two goals to one. I'm thinking, right, they've got to put in a good performance today and they need the win because the last game was called off terrain, right? So they need it. And they didn't get the win. They didn't get the win. And not only didn't they get the win, I, it, 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 for me, it's not that it was that they played as bad as last time. They didn't. They played really, really well. They had lots of possession. But in terms of, the, I would say, their luck in the final third was not on their side. And the delivery from wide play was not as good as it should have been. So for the players that were on the wide, it was Paige, um, Paige Bailey-Gale and Sibley on the left. They didn't get enough of the ball. They didn't get it early or there wasn't enough assistance to them to overload when they went wide. And Charlton, really, really good setup. I think they had 4-1-4-1. And they, they sat back, closed gaps in midfield. Um, Rutherford is an amazing player drives through midfield, picking passes going forward is fantastic um, for Southampton, not Southampton, for Charlton. And, um, you know, I, I, Crystal Palace get hit on the break for the first goal. I mean, the ball through Mel Johnson, deceptively quick. I didn't think that the, the defenders realised how quick she was. And then she wins the penalty. Not even sure if the keeper really touches her, but she's that quick. She, 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 she does go down in the sense that you think that she'd been kicked. So I don't know. I couldn't tell. And then Charlton score, and then it's an uphill battle from them. Um, in terms of players who played well, uh, for Palace, I thought, I, I really, did, I was really impressed, actually, with, um, uh, what's the name now? Um, Felicity Gibbons for Crystal Palace, at left back. Thought she was phenomenal. She got the goal from a free kick, really good free kick. I thought um, Coral Jade Haynes was was immense for Crystal Palace. Did everything, and because she's usually played further forward, I think in one game I was a bit critical of her because she played in a deeper role and she kept doing no look passes around the corner and they were intercepted. None of that in this game. None of that was was assured passing. Found a player. 
was strong in the tackle, cover, recovery tackles, you know, just really, really good. And I thought this is one of the, the better games that I've seen since the beginning of the season for her. But from Crystal Palace's point of view going forward, I think they had um, Sharp up front, never got into the game initially. Um, change at half-time with Elise Hughes had come on for them. She was a former Charlton player. And then Charlton and just... Yeah, I mean, she caused more of, of a problem, but from Charlton's point of view, they've got a really good setup. Um, who was playing for them up front? Angela Addison, I think she's on loan from Spurs. Unless she's there permanently, I'm not sure. I have to find out. Really good going forward. Uh, Melissa Johnson, the second goal. I mean, the goal that she scored, just cool. She just took her time. She just, like, she knew exactly what she was going to do. An ice cold finish. And you just thought, wow. And then, you know, for Charlton in defence, um, uh, Alicia and Dow, strong, composed, really good. And, and Sean Rogers, really troubled. But, you know, it, whenever you watch a, a, a derby, especially a London derby, when I watch either at London City, Lionesses Palace or Palace, Charlton or whatever, there's always more needle, I think. Mm. There's always a little bit more needle. And um, if there's a, you know, this is one of those games. I've never been to a derby, any derby. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's never kind of lived up to. What? Oh, no, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I've never been to a derby where it's not lived up to the kind of expectation that you're gonna get yeah. that nitty gritty yeah. kind of battle. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I would have normally gone down pitch side to get. Um, post-match comments from the manager, but I just, you know, it's really difficult. And I just think, what can I ask him? Well, <laughs> you'd be going down there, Ronnie, and I'd be like, you're not coming again, because every time yeah. you come, <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't lose. Do you know what I mean? I, just, I might have to just go, what games should I stay at home and watch on the FA player? It's just like, it's <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking, right, great. I'm going to go and watch this team play at Sellers Park they're probably going to win because they're playing in front of that. And they did put on a really good performance and the fans behind the goal, um, the singing section guys, I know that's eagle eye views there with those guys and their flags and they could hear them. And I mean, they did make an atmosphere for the, for the team, but I, 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 I don't know when you play on one particular pitch for most of the season, because they play on 4G Crystal Palace and then they go to play on grass and they play at Sellers Park. I don't know if it's because it's the sense of the occasion that's a bit too much for them or if they don't understand the bounce of the ball or it zips around. I just don't know, you know. But then I think back to the very first game of the season when they went to play London City Lionesses at their ground and that was a grass pitch. They played really, really well. So they have it within them. It just hasn't manifested itself as it should have in the last few games. And I think... You know, for me, watching them, and I do like the team a lot, and they've got some really good players there. I think they need, I don't know what it is. I just, they, they, it's either they need to, to find some lucky coins and all put one in their pocket or something like that, because it's not going for them in the final third. And then they have loads of possession and they get hit on the break. And you just think, God, not again. Seriously, you can't have that much possession and then get, keep getting hit on the break. And the break was like literally, the second goal was like a pass from, I can't remember passed it to Johnson. It was literally, the pass was so cute because the defender thought she was going to pass it behind her and like actually in front of her. So she dropped off to block it and the pass went that way around her. And by the time she's adjusted her feet, it was too, it was gone. 
And Melissa Johnson just collected it and thought, yep, here I am. I'll take a couple of touches. Low. I think she either put it between the keeper's legs or just, just low at her feet. Oh. And that was it. And that was Is there it. anything and, and like, worse than a goal being scored between yeah, the well, legs? Oh, I, I used to love I, I used to do I used to I love doing those. I used to think they were the best goals ever. But um, you know, when not you when keeper. you see it like I feel, that, I, I'm a bit sensitive like that. I feel for the keeper. When you nutmeg the keeper, it's class. <laughs> when it, you nutmeg the keeper, it's it's almost like <laughs> it's like the best. You know, one says, How many keepy uppies can you do? And it flicks. Not making any player is like I think for me. I just, I'm just a little bit skill. sensitive. I'm a little bit in that moment when I see it happen. I'm like, oh, spare a foot for the key. Number one, number one skill. If you cannot make anyone, <laughs> that's the best skill in the world. I don't care what it is, even if you do it by accident. I think that's great. <laughs> no. Yeah, so um, from the championship, and I don't know if you saw any of the highlights for the other because I know it, with so much football. It's difficult to see everything. So much uh, no, I didn't really see much of anything. I did try and watch it before, <laughs> before <laughs> we went live. I'll be honest with you. Um, well, you can always watch it afterwards and see part. what's happening. I, didn't I think get the that one. I think the one game I didn't mention. I've got to mention it. Is it Blackburn Rovers? Um, Saffron Jordan salute again on the score sheet against Saffron Jordan. And also Katie Wilkinson. This was a weekend for the strikers. Yeah. This was a weekend where the strikers said, yep, yeah, I'm getting on the goal sheet today. Hat-tricks in WSL, hat-tricks in the championship. And, and you know, and, and for teams that have got strikers and they're getting in on the score sheet, I'm not thinking, yeah, Johnson, Saffron, Jordan, really good. The only strikers that probably didn't score in the championship, I think, was for, for Bristol. And they've got a couple of good strikers down there, Harrison and Hales. So, yeah, it's just, it's not bad. And I think for um, London City Lionesses, I've got to mention to them, got to keep, got to keep them sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, keep them sweet. Uh, Primus um, with the goal. And they're back on top. Like I say, a point. So it's going to be interesting in the next few. I, I, <sighs> you mean, whoever goes up to the WSL, I will miss from watching. I will miss them, you know, as if they're like family, because you get so used to watching these teams and players that you know that they're not going to be around. And you see, like, you miss them. And at, at this moment in time, it's going to be too difficult to put my finger on any team and say that they're going to be promoted. And I'm only doing that out of sheer respect for jinxing anyone. And I'm sure they'll all appreciate it. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, right, Emma, I, we, we've come to the end. I, I think we should we should all go off and um, eat cake and um, watch. Oh, because you've got to get ready. I'm a celebrity. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I'm a celebrity. I don't yeah, watch any of that. Literally taking over my life. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. to be fair, I am... I am not usually that interested, but obviously I am invested because of Jill it's Scott. It's because it's Jill Scott, yeah. That she yeah. Is, so, yeah. yeah, vote Jill. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> she's, she's up against Matt Hancock, you know. How is he still in it? Because he's a, he's, for him? He's, a, he's a robot. Oh, he's a robot. Ridiculous. That's what it Honestly, is. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I've got yeah. to say? Apart, 
apart from Matt Hancock, um, they're all decent uh, human beings. So, yeah, it, I've enjoyed yeah. it, actually, this time now. I, I haven't seen any of it. I've heard it because my partner's watching it downstairs, but I haven't seen any of it, and I've got no intention to watch anything at all. Oh, and oh, it's not to say oh, that I'm not up to speed, but I'm just not watching it. All I, all I, all I want is for Jill to get into like the last three. Uh, I'd love for her to win it, obviously. Uh, just knowing what a lovely person she is, because obviously she's coming across as very genuine, and that's you know the person that we love. So I think it's great. But I would love her to, to get to that last three and do that last trial that they do with the three of them when they're in that vortex, and it's like, <laughs> like I'd love to see her do that. I really would. So, no, yeah, even if she doesn't win it, if you can just get to that bit, I'd be happy. I think everyone who's in I'm a Celebrity should be forced to do SAS Who Dares Wins. <laughs> <laughs> just to go from the the luxury of eating stuff to get food to being mm. beasted in, <laughs> in the yeah, desert. I, it looks horrendous. To be honest, I... Could not, and we, we, I was talking uh, to Faye about this last night. But I, it literally, I'm a celebrity. It's just one thing. I, I couldn't even walk across that bridge. No, like, I, okay. <laughs> I literally couldn't do it. I couldn't even do that. So, no. Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all winners in my eyes because probably I couldn't even do but, anything of that like that. Yeah, apart from Matt Hancock. Oh yeah, apart from Matt. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, Matt Hancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to, I had to clarify, apart from Matt Hancock. My mind is still absolutely... I can't even... Yeah, exactly. exactly. Let's, not, let's not say anything. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> let's not. All right, thanks, Emma, for, for coming on and, and, and helping save the day. Save what day? This day. Otherwise, Why? I'd have been on my own. Why are you just coming to <laughs> Um, well, I, I got here. Yeah, you know. of course you did. No, no so did nobody I. watching knew that I was not gonna not, maybe not get here. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I, I, that, that's that's that down to me. That is, I know, I know. Magic, magic. <laughs> right, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, this was on and off the pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. There's Emma. And until next time. Laters. <laughs>